He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the award-winning 73rd Hole Podcast. Colby Powell-Taylor-Williams, Sam Humphreys with you as always. We're the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Back after a great week in Orlando, Florida for what was a whole lot of fun with John Daly at the PGA show. <laughs> Played a little golf in the rain while we were down there. It was an absolute blast, boys, and we came back with a little hardware. Pretty special week. That was just unbelievable. I mean, I didn't expect to win that award, T-Dub. I mean, I like I knew we... I knew we, like, were nominated for the award, but I didn't think we had a chance to win it. And I guess our listeners just, we, we have to give a big shout-out to our listeners. They're the best. There's They're no the best. The best. The best. And so we end up winning the ING Media Awards for podcasts. So, I mean, that that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, very cool, very cool stuff. Uh, a lot of podcasts submit. You submit episodes, interviews. Uh, the one we won was for our interview uh, with the Ryder Cup with Major Ed, where we talked a lot with Major Ed and talked about uh, his service and his patriotism and the Ryder Cup, all the Ryder Cups he's been to, all that good stuff. Uh, so we're thrilled, very honored to have won that award down in Orlando. And I mean, it was just a fun week. We got it kick-started Tuesday night with John Daly at the Hooters there in Orlando. And uh, I mean, Taylor, he was a lot of fun. If people having to listen to that, it is timeless. We've got eight interviews, eight different people. John Daly at the very end of the episode caps it off. It was just an absolute blast. Oh, I mean, it was one of the funnest times I have. One thing I want to read here about the award. I didn't see this till I was reading the article that uh, Kim McLeod wrote, GolfOklahoma.org, says that outstanding achievers, so I'm assuming those are guys that would be second and third behind us or whatever. It said uh, one of them was Frank LaRosa, uh, people who played the game, and it says David Faraday. So I'm assuming that they probably had Faraday on the show. So we beat Faraday, guys. Well, I mean, how how's, I how mean, who get, is that? Major, Major Ed beat Faraday. How, how do you get more big league than that? Well, that's, that's <laughs> not exactly what I meant, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> Dude, okay, so let, let's just get back to, to Tuesday. So, I mean, it's just like dream scenario, right? We go to Hooters, and you're supposed to interview John Daly. It's like if – Hooters is like the church of, for John Daly. It's like we're like the mecca of John Daly-esque, and – I thought it was like amazing. interviewing the pastor in church. Exactly. And so we walk in, guys, or or we get there. I, I would argue it's the exact opposite. <laughs> That's that is very more on point. How long, when here's a question I got for you guys. When Daly walked into the Hooters, how long did it take him to walk? 50 yards. From 50 yards? I mean, that's from the front door to... That's what I'm saying. That's probably... Or was that 30 yards, probably? Uh, yeah, I mean, from front door to middle of the restaurant. I just thought it was a pretty uh, big restaurant. It, it 20 minutes? A, at least, yeah, 20 I would say, minutes I thought it was so. closer to 40. Maybe. I yeah. mean, he was just mobbed. Everybody, but the thing about it was, pictures. he was so nice to every single person that yeah, came up he to was. Him. Everybody who wanted a picture got one. Yep. You wanted a picture, I, you got one. And not even just daily, guys. Every single person with that thing was so nice. Like, like over the top nice almost like like obviously it was so great it's just like you you can't find a bad word to say about people there it was unbelievable it was the best crowd of people i had been around in 
And I, long, longest time I can remember. Yeah, how about uh, country music legend Colt Ford? Just what nicest guy you could possibly imagine. Awesome Li- guy. Lives in Tulsa. We didn't realize he lived in yeah. Tulsa. Told us to hit him up, play some golf sometime. Yeah. Uh, and he's a stick. He's going to be at Pebble this week, by the way. We'll have to see what his pairing ends up being this week at Pebble. He is. And, and even one of my favorite interviews was having Country Club Collection on. I yeah. thought that was a great interview. And we had our guy... Claude, right before him, we had Taylor. We had who else did we have on the podcast? I mean, I can't even remember. We had like eight uh, we had, interviews. We had the SVP of marketing at Hooters. We had That's Major right. Ed on with us. Yep. yep. Um, we had uh, we, so we had Colt Ford on, and then we had Colt Ford's swing coach on. Yep. We talked about what Colt Ford was doing in his swing. We were just hanging out, having a good time, talking golf. Uh, so that was a blast. Got to play a little bit of golf on Wednesday. Taylor and I played in Orlando. Uh, it was very wet in Orlando. Golf course played entirely too long for me, and Taylor. Two very nice gentlemen were paired with us. I mean, very nice gentlemen were paired with us at this golf course. They graduated high school together in 1973. Haven't seen each other since. They reconnected after 50 years via Facebook. So they come out to play a little bit of golf. And we asked them on the first tee, we're like, y'all play much golf? No. (laughs) They didn't hide back. and, And when I tell you that these guys were telling the truth, again, terribly, terribly nice guys. The last two guys I would ever want to play golf with again. <laughs> they quit after 15. We were four hours and 10 minutes deep after 15. They were playing it from 5,000 yards. Conditions were tough, but there's no way. They were playing from 5,000? Yeah. May have been closer. No, I looked at the scorecard. It said it read 5,032 yards. Red tees? Uh, white tees, whatever. White tees. Okay. Furthest up. That, there, was, there was none that existed in front. You would have had to do the T at Ford, USGA, go in the fairway to get closer. But like you said, I mean, this you talk about stacked deck. I mean, cart path only. And this was – I was talking about this with my dad. It was probably the least – like, you don't think about this often. It was the least friendly cart path only course, like, ever. The cart paths were so far away from everywhere you needed to be. Especially where you're hitting it, Colby. Oh, my God. I was just opposite cart path all day. <laughs> I did so much walking. And so so Taylor and I had a good time. We were able to finish right at the brink of dark. You know, when we teed off, we only had four and a half hours until sunset. So we just barely made it. Uh, and then, Sam, you actually drove down with Ken McLeod from Golf, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And y'all played Stream Song, yep. which is an incredible resort in the middle of Florida. So what was that like at Stream Song? It, it was unbelievable. But before I get started on Stream Song, I texted Colby right after I got done playing and said, hey, are you, are you ready to go to dinner or whatever? And he's like, and I was like, are you guys still playing golf? And he goes, if you can call it that. <laughs> Dude, my man Colby, he was he was struggling a little bit with the temper. He, 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 he never misses it right. And he was missing it right. I mean, not just a little right. You said you were having to aim like 50 yards left. Oh, one hole I aimed in the middle of the highway on the left side of the hole. And I played a big nasty slice into the pond to the right side of the hole. It was just... I somehow, it's the worst I've hit the golf ball in years. I somehow salvaged an 85 out of it. Had a few up and downs. One one par four, it was so wet out there, and I was hitting the driver so bad. It was cold. It was windy. One par four, I laid up with a three wood, got up and down from like 50 yards per par. <laughs> wow. Well, Colby, I wish I could have seen that. I really do. Uh, but we're talking about Colby's golf. We need to talk about the head man, Ken McLeod's golf. He holds out twice what a at baller. Stream Song. One from like 30 yards out and then another from like 150. For, well, I'll tell you tell you all about that in a second. But Stream Song rolled out the red carpet for us. It was super, super badass place. If you have the chance to go there, it's unlike any course you'll ever play. But before the round, we met with the full swing guys. And if anyone doesn't know what full swing is, it's the, the launch monitor – uh, kind of like a track man, but it's it's kind of their competitor. And full swing 
is the launch monitor that Tiger had behind him in that three-second swing video. And the thing that makes full swing different is it has all the same numbers that a TrackMan has, but it also sits behind you and videos every single swing that you make. So I thought that that was really cool, and it's about, you know, one-third the price of a TrackMan. And so it's a really cool product. We got to hit that out on the range at Streamsong. So there's three courses at Streamsong and two clubhouses. Just first of all, the breakfast burrito was just unbelievable. It didn't even it didn't even hurt me that I walked with the breakfast burrito in my stomach. It was just <laughs> sat there like when I talk about the taquitos and everything, my stomach is it's honestly just made for this. It's built different. You've tried. Right? I mean, you're, you've trained for this almost, for years Almost an Olympic-level training at this point. Really? It really is. It's built well, It's probably more than Olympic-level training because weren't you in college for like seven years? So <laughs> Six. I could have been six. seven. There you go. So, so that's Olympic-and-a-half training. Sam, you got to tell us, how was it walking? Okay, so, I, you know, <laughs> here's the deal. is It's a beautiful walk until the last three holes. <laughs> Because like even There's, though the I'm last sorry, three holes I'm sorry. are so beautiful, I'm sorry. There's no way that you were enjoying walking for 15 holes. I dispute I will that say claim. I did one thing this week that I've never done in my life, and it was use a push cart. Brilliant, wasn't it? It, it was honestly. It, was it just made it harder. <laughs> you can't even walk over the green. You have to walk around every green. <laughs> It's the stupidest thing ever. Just, <laughs> just walk up on the correct side of the green when you walk up from the fairway. Walk up well, on the I side mean, of the green that's between the green and the next tee box. Sometimes you hit it like 40 yards right and then have to, you're not going to walk 40 <laughs> yards or 80 yards left to put your push cart in line with the next tee box. The push cart is the dumbest invention of all time. I should have just carried my bag. But anyways, we had a great caddy named Patrick from Philly, so I really enjoyed that. Shout out Patrick from Philly. Patrick from Philly was awesome. Kim McLeod, by the way, so his his first hole out was more of like a pitch shot. His second hole out, this 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 green is like almost like a ravine. Like it, it goes up and then down and then back up again, and the pin was kind of in the middle, right in that little bowl area. And Ken McLeod hits this shot, and it bounces straight right towards the pin. And Patrick, with the call of the year, goes, that a chance to go in. And, like, I thought it kind of did, but not really, you know what I mean? And it was in the hole. When we, when we went up there, oh, Ken so you McLeod, couldn't see it? No, we couldn't oh. see it at all. And we went up there, and Ken McLeod's ball was in the hole. He went literally hole out, bogey hole out, which is pretty badass for Ken McLeod. It, so it sounds like it was pretty Jason Day-esque. Just kind of into well, it's the, kind of Jason Day-esque. Was it on the did, back? He, did he put the sauce on it? Throw it behind oh, the flag he, with some sauce on it? Hey, he threw that thing 30 feet behind the hole and juiced it right back into the hole. That's beautiful. And that's what we're going that's with. That's beautiful. Shout I mean, out Kim McLeod. It. it definitely could have. Shout out Kim McLeod. How far was it? Like 150. So in a, about a week, it'll be 160, 170. It's one of those shots. He exactly. Keep, he's going to yeah. he's gonna hit a driver before we know it. Do okay. we have the blimp shot of it? Did we get a blimp shot of McLeod's <laughs> hole out? We should have. So, by the way... Stream song, and when you're standing on the 16th tee box, it's a mile from the 16th tee box to the clubhouse. Okay? It's a fun mile, though, because you get to play golf the whole yeah, way. Yeah, it's dead uphill, and 17 is <laughs> 17 is a 690 par 5, dead into the wind. That's a four-shotter. What did you I hit? hit? I hit bomb driver, full four-iron, full four-iron. 
gosh, God. Dang. and Sam's a bomber. So now we're talking like long drive. That's a long golf hole. It was super long. So if you went driver four iron four iron, I'd legitimately be going driver three wood, maybe three wood. What did our man Ken do on the hole? What did he hit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not driver four iron four iron. <laughs> All right. He also wasn't playing from six ninety. That's, oh, a, that's okay. a smart Fair decision. That is, a, that is a hell of a yardage, though. Six nine. Thank you. That is very well done. <laughs> well done, Stream Song. Uh, they, were, but, they were wanting to do 680, and then they thought, well, this would be stupid. Right. But I just want to go back and play it, too, when it, it, it's kind of surrounded by sand and stuff, but all the sand was wet from all the rain that they've had, so it was kind of packed down. If that sand wasn't packed down like that, that course would be so so hard if you have fluffy sand like off the fairway everywhere. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really hard course. Beautiful. I, I'm putting up a poll question after the show. I have to know how many people are team push guard against not. Because yeah, I, we I, need I, to I know. I need to know if Sam is just like in the small. Because I used to be like that when I was 15 just, years ago when just, I was stubborn and before I had to go to the chiropractor seven times a week. What did Daly say about White Claws? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about hey, push guard. Hey, he told him to give us $5 million. <laughs> Give me $5 million and I might push a push cart. I'm pro push cart. What, what's a good push cart brand? You should get with them. Click Gear. Click Gear. It's the by only the way, one I know, by the way. By the way, I had like the monster truck of push carts. Like this thing, its <laughs> wheels were like this big. Well, you probably had to out there. That's like in You the, know, he said this big and no one could see what you're talking about. <laughs> Audio medium, this big. Like it's, uh, for everyone, it, it's like when, when everyone does the OU symbol. Or like the YMCA kind of thing. Uh huh. It's literally those wheels were that big when you put your arms together making it. That's a big like dooney place. A lot of sand. You I, gotta I have that the off road wheels. The course. That's I a mean, good question. It's, it's tight Bermuda grass. I mean, it's the purest course I've played in a long time. So why not just take carts? It's the purest course. Of, it's the purest <laughs> course I've played pure, in Colby, six months. They don't have carts. You're right. That's why it's poor. That's why it's the uh, purest pure. course I've played in six months. <laughs> the only course I've played. In I was fixing to say it's been a day or two since you swung them. So so Wednesday we play golf. Thursday we head on over to the PGA show, which was. It was massively shrunken down, but it was still really cool. Apparently, they gave out like one-seventh the credentials they did two years ago. Last year, they didn't even have it in person. It was virtual. This year, they had it again, but the big club manufacturers weren't there. Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade, Ping, those guys weren't there. Didn't have all their setups, but they still had the driving range on one end. They still had all the shaft companies, speed sticks, flight scope, all that stuff. Our Squares um, guys were there. Squares guys were there. Yep, saw them at the daily event and then mm -hmm. saw them again Thursday at the PGA show, but uh, I mean, guys, it was like a, a massive state fair, and everything was golf. It, I mean, it was a, just a pretty cool scene to walk into. I want to ask you guys this. Did you realize there were that many golf simulator companies? There's like I know 30. I yeah, there were a ton there. And these are just the people that... That went to the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, there's. I mean, it's just crazy to think about. I mean, it goes to show that there's a market for that, and you know, I think it's a good thing because the more competition you have, the more it drives prices down. So, yeah. I mean, that's one of the been the biggest problem is that uh, you don't want to spend five figures on to get a nice thing set up. So, Kobe, do you remember the the name of the the putting green company thing we walked by? Putt View. Putt View. Putt View. How unbelievable was that? That thing? was the coolest thing we saw the whole show. I mean, it was. I'll try to put it in perspective. Essentially. They, they had two different versions, but the main one that we saw was they basically come in your house and they install an indoor putting green, and it's essentially a projector on top of the ceiling, and it mm -hmm. projects down, and it projects what they outlawed the green reading books for, the strike lines. It, it has shows the those. slope. 
on the greens with the topography lines, right? Yeah. By, by the way, I just Googled putt view, and it's one of the links that pops up. It's just puttview.com. You seriously, like, we we don't have an agreement with them or anything. You just need to go look at it and check it out because it is it is some wild technology. I mean, I'm sure that it's way out of our price range, too, but but because that technology was something I've never seen. It even The line even follows the ball. Oh, yeah. And but then, but you know whose price range it's not out of that's going to have it in a few years? The boys in Stillwater and in Norman. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and girls, whose golf team is one of the best in the country. I mean, those, those are going to be in colleges all over the country, I would imagine, before too long. And how about the, uh, the like, VR headset thing that you could put on and somehow it tells the topography on the green? And also, too, the thing that I loved about it was is that I'd never seen it to where it was a projector like this, where, like, you have a line for if you hit the putt firm, then you have a line if you hit the putt soft. And it basically comes out to be a little triangle, a little Pythagorean theorem-esque type thing. And it shows you visually what you need to do if you want it's to hit like a firm on, putt. It's like on TV when they show the line that you should hit the putt exactly. on. Exactly. It's exactly that. Yeah. And so... Except with even more information. A lot more information. That girl that was showing it to us, she literally blew my mind with all the stuff you could do. She was this. a wizard with her little iPad. She was yes. zip, 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 zip. She, You can move the putt anywhere on the green. I mean, I couldn't believe it. How I'll, does the line know where the ball goes? <laughs> the ball I, doesn't have a tracker in it. They were using Pro V1s. It's some That's, of the more impressive technology I've ever you seen. You want to talk about something that doesn't have competition. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't even know how they came up with that. I'm sure that all of this technology is patented over and over again. It's just, it is insane, insane technology. That one was really cool. Uh, the amount of apparel companies that were there. Oh, my God. There were so Many apparel companies there. A lot of them were really cool. Some of them you've it heard was, of. Some of them you've never heard of. But there were was, a ton. It was similar to like a, as far as apparel goes, it was similar to a major championship tent, except like four of them put together. And I, I mean, I'll say this. If you're a golfer and you can't find golf apparel, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you have all kinds of options to look at. And one thing I thought was cool, guys, at least on my perspective, is some you don't see or don't think about often is like people that make scorecards and people that make like the little walkie talkies well walkie talkies they're like range pickers the uh yeah range pickers push carts your favorite signs on the tee box it's stuff you'd never think that people have to buy for a golf course but like every golf course needs it too you know it's like almost i mean except for ones that have like and that's another thing too like the plaques and stuff for yardages yeah that's another thing it's like because like you know if you sit down you think about it it's like where in the hell do am i going to get yardage plaques at like, yeah. you don't think about that. But you go there, and they, I mean, it, it makes a killing. But, you know, talking to a lot of guys around there, you know, it was... We're burying well, the league kind of a little bit, though. Colby, are you still sore? Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. So let me break down how this goes. So Thursday, some of these people, I, I'm assuming they're they're just picking a lot of people out and emailing them off the list of attendees at this event. So I get this email from Miha Body Training Fitness. Body Tech. Miha Body Tech Fitness. And they want me to come try this revolutionary EMS workout. So you go in, they give you this little suit, right? So you got to strip down, totally strip down, put on this tight little suit, this skin tight little. <laughs> looks like he's going scuba diving. I, I look like knockoff Catwoman with a bulletproof vest. Yes, look like that's exactly what it looks. <laughs> scuba diving with a bulletproof vest, also a bunch of electricity hooked up to me. So, uh, so I start doing the workout. It's 12 minutes. It feels like you went to the gym for two hours and worked out every part of your body. It said the muscles contract. 86 times per minute? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was per second. It's, oh, it's, it's per second? I think it's per second. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's, I a, mean, if you've ever gone to the chiropractor and had them do like stem on your neck or on your yeah. lower back or anything, it's like that, but it's literally your whole body, like four seconds on, four seconds off. It's, it's the weirdest thing. You're but, not using weights. If anyone, well, I, I think we put it on our stories. We may have to, we may have to tweet out. I think we tweeted out a video of it. I, I can't remember. I think we did. We'll go back and oh, look yes. and make sure we did. But anyway, so Friday we're flying home. I'm very sore on Friday. So Saturday I got some little like 24 hour stomach bug. Saturday, I was body aching. I was sick all day. I was also had that second day soreness from the workout. <laughs> I was so miserable Saturday. With b- between the soreness from the workout and the sickness, um, how do I want to say this without being disgusting? I lost eight pounds on Saturday, and I did not throw up one time. So that can give you a little bit of an idea of what I was going through. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So, Colby, to top that off. Only did 12 minutes of a 20-minute workout. <laughs> yeah, by the way, hold on real quick. I want to clarify. I didn't quit after 12 minutes. The first Tw- one is 12. 12 minutes was the trial that they have you do. And then if you do it regularly, they said it's for 20 minutes. The tour players that use it to warm up for 20 minutes. Those guys are cowards. Quit after 12 like a real man. What's funny, too, about our videos is that, and you won't realize this unless you were there, me and Sam videoed for like the first three minutes you were doing it. Then afterwards, we were talking to, to the people that were working there. Like the last eight minutes of you doing it, we didn't even video. So like the intensity in your face that we got close yep. up of, that wasn't towards the end of the performance. That was like a quarter of the way through. And the best part about it was Colby was cracking jokes at the start. By the middle and the end of it, Colby was over there sweating bullets. I, I would have passed out. It was, it was brutal. I'm telling you, it was brutal. Uh, you, I didn't drink that much, night, only water. You pretty much stayed still the whole... I mean, you, like, you're moving your body, but like you're not running or anything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, you just do like a crunch, and then you extend, and then you, you, you know... It literally flex. looks like the easiest thing ever, but apparently it's not. It's the exact opposite of that. It is so brutal. <laughs> uh, if you want a good workout, I highly recommend it, but... Brace yourself. One other reason you're sore, Colby, is you went. We played golf that day before, so you yes. know you, you walked 12 miles and then you made 85 swings. So I mean that that body's gonna beat itself up a little bit. It was a long couple days on the body, and then the travel day. Oh, and can we talk about the flight delay? <laughs> oh which was God! The so I have, I have information thing. on that. Please get here. Let me let me set the scene for our listeners okay. first before we get new information. Because the information that I have is we board the plane in Dallas to head to Oklahoma City. Thirty eight minute flight. The trip has gone perfect up to this point. No no travel hiccups whatsoever. We get on the plane. It's like time to push away from the gate. Shops on the intercom. Beep, beep. Um, yeah, just want to let everybody know uh, we've got a little bit of a problem. We're waiting on the fuel truck. To come over, looks like we've got about a uh, thousand pounds too much fuel here. <laughs> a thousand pounds! And, oh my god, I'm sitting on the plane head like gonna explode. Yeah, dude, so dude, I was fuming. I was so ready to be home. I was so tired. Colby, Colby just out loud, and Colby's voice carries in the plane. He's like. A thousand pounds? He's like, a thousand pounds? You don't just accidentally pour a little too much thousand pounds in the gas tank. I was like, I was like, I think they, they tried to click it up to a round number and they accidentally leaned on it for an extra thousand pounds. So what's the new information that I don't so have? I think what happened was that plane was supposed to go somewhere else, but because of the snow, it, they just decided to use that plane to go from... Uh, Dallas to Oklahoma City. So the deal was that plane was fueled for a different flight. They are not forgiven. I, I guess my question is is that if it was gonna if it could fly somewhere else with a full tank, what does it matter? 
They, they it has said to do with weight. You're it, flying in the no, air. No, no, no. Because she said on the but, intercom we would have been over landing weight. So if you fly further and you get rid of more of that fuel, then you can land ah, at the proper weight. But if you're sense. only flying from Dallas to Oklahoma City, you don't get rid that of enough fuel. Sense. We'd have still been above the weight to land. So flight was delayed an hour. And why do you, and we just sit there? One thing I never understand is why can't we just get off the plane and get back on? I understand. I, I asked the same thing. Yeah, I mean, they, it, they probably just don't want to have to deal with unboarding and reboarding. A 38-minute flight was delayed over an hour? Because somebody put too much fuel in. Or we were on the wrong plane. I don't know. Either way, it had been a long freaking day. I was ready to be home. Oh. I was exhausted, and I was not handling it very also, well. how long, guys, did we wait Like after they got the fuel out? Oh, my God. Yeah, you would think if your, if your flight's been delayed, people might have connectors and stuff. You would think that you'd maybe get to cut the line in terms of getting to a runway. Oh, no. We went out, and we parked at the end of the runway for 20 minutes after they got the plane fueled. What a disaster. And then finally I, but we, we made, made it home, home in one so. piece. Our golf clubs made it home in one piece. As far as I know, I only pulled out like one of them since then. <laughs> I didn't even get mine out of my open wife's mind car. Yet. Mine aren't even here. Mine are still in the back of my wife's car <laughs> that she picked me up from the airport. And I don't know when I'll get them out again. Yeah, so anyway, it was a great trip to Orlando. Absolute blast. Um, huge shout out to everybody who helped make it happen. Uh, Golf Oklahoma. Hump man, just, it was an awesome trip. Major we appreciate Ed. all the support. Major, Major Ed, JD. Uh, yeah, uh, Bob Winskowitz from Squares. That was their event on Tuesday night hosting us. Just an absolute blast. Had a lot of fun down there. Oh, we didn't even uh, tell the for daily a story. Go, go ahead. Fire away. Okay, so. We talked about daily. What did we miss? We missed oh, the Oh, yeah, I know what we missed. Okay. Yeah, I know what we missed. So, I, I have no idea what we missed. I don't know so what I'm talking about. During this event, right, John Daly is just, you know, getting mobbed by all these fans, right? He's just a man of the people out in the middle. So I think Colby was going to bring it up earlier when he was talking about how long it took for him to go from the front door, or maybe T-Dub brought it up, from the front door to where we were at. And he was supposed to do like a 10-minute interview with us beforehand, before the concert ever started, and John Daly and Colt Ford were singing along with some other guys that were really good. But the time that it took, because he was so nice to everybody, took away our time. So we tried to get him in the intermission of the concert outside while Daly was smoking a cig. But the problem was our roadcaster was already set up inside. And so we took the Ro- road- roadcaster soundboard, by the way. Right. It's a soundboard. And so we tried to take it outside. Number one, it's raining. <laughs> and so the soundboard did not work outside for whatever reason. I think it was the plug. I had to sprint to the car and get an extension cord. It was just a whole fiasco. Yeah, it was just a light rain outside. You know, Daly's like, what are these guys doing? We're fumbling over course. That's even, if you listen to the, to the Daily interview, I asked him if he's ever seen a bigger group of jackasses in his life because we just, I mean, we were stumbling all over ourselves to make this work because we had been teasing it because we knew we were going to get Daly on. We knew that was the plan. Plans don't always come to fruition. It's, there was a little bit of a timing issue. When we arrived, as opposed to when he arrived, <laughs> there was, you know, the issue of he's so popular that with hundreds of people there, it was so hard to even get close enough to him to say, hey, can you pop over for a couple of minutes? Finally, we got, we thought we were going to get him at like 530. We finally got him at about 11 that night. Yeah. And uh, but he came over to us. He did, yeah. He came by, he sat down, had a few mozzarella sticks, took a picture. I did have to lose the Tiger Woods hat for the picture. He was not a fan of the Tiger Woods hat. That was super funny. I will say this, guys. I'm going to take some credit on this end because while y'all fools were trying to get the soundboard and the electric cord plug in, 
I was I was having some fun. I was having some beverages. So while you guys were, were doing that, I was I was just chatting it up with Major Ed, JD, and the Heart of Lion guys. So I feel like we made a good connection there. So I feel like my rapaport with them was able to uh, carry Your us rapaport? past the rapaport. 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 <laughs> Your rapaport. rapaport. <laughs> Rapport, sorry. Rapport. Yeah, you can read I, all I, the NFL reports. I do. I got Brady retiring, and no one knows if he's going to play or not. In Rapport. <laughs> Whatever I did, it worked. Well, By the way, Rapport is forever in Rapport now. Anytime I say Rapport, I'm just going to say in Rapport. Who's better, Rapport or Schefter? Rapport, for sure. I agree. I've lost all respect for Schefter over the last few months. He's just turned into a total mouthpiece for whoever wants him to put anything out. Do you think he'd really tweet that out if he's not retiring, though? Honestly, what, what I'm about, sure. I bet he's right. What about the Brady account saying a goodbye farewell and then deleting it? I look. I think that he probably had really good sources that Brady was going to retire, but I think Brady also wanted to announce it on his own terms. Yeah. And Brady seems like the kind of spiteful guy that would go through an entire NFL season just to be like, "Hey, I get to announce." <laughs> yeah, well, watch him wait all off season to make Adam Schefter sweat, and then be like, "Now nah, I'm retiring." Right? Go to training camp, <laughs> and then like the week before, ah, no, nah, I decided I can't do this again for a whole other year. Yeah. I'm out. Peace. All right, good stuff. Great week in Orlando. A lot of fun. Thanks to everybody that made it happen. Uh, why don't we take a break, come back on the other side, because we've got just an infinite number of things to get into in the golf world. Ton took place. Farmers Insurance open. Hovland wins again. Again, Hovland leaves the country. He wins. It's like clockwork. You can literally bet it. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break, come back on the other side. A lot more to get into here on the award-winning 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. We are back rolling along here on the award-winning 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole, Instagram 73rd hole. Tons of great content uh, from last week. Anytime we do something special like last week, tons of great content on our social media. And you can always find uh, just our normal clever quips on there as well as all the links to these podcasts. So follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole, Instagram 73rd hole. And make sure you head over to golfoklahoma.org. Our great partners, golfoklahoma.org, where you can read about things such as the award that we won last week in Orlando at the PGA Show. Check that out, golfoklahoma.org. Gentlemen, if ever, ever there were to be a contest on the PGA Tour between two gentlemen who can just absolutely flush the golf ball and just have absolutely no way of getting it from being eight feet away from the hole to in the hole, 
It is Luke List v. Will Zalatoris. <laughs> and we got a Saturday playoff at the Farmers. And thank God one of them didn't have to putt so we could get that thing done before sundown. Willie Z, Sam, <sighs> your pick to win. Five hundred thirty-three thousand. I thought I was back on difference. the heater, baby. I thought I was back on the heater. The difference was five hundred thirty-three thousand between first and second, and Will Zalatoris just couldn't quite get it done with the putter. What What were you feeling watching him come down the stretch? Watching his hands shake? Watching that putter head? What was I feeling? I, I watched him sign his scorecard, sign Zalatoris on his backstroke about four <laughs> different times on the back nine. I mean, they need to literally go. The greenskeeper literally has to take Zalatoris off about four greens on that back nine. (laughs) What was wild to me was not that he missed the two putts on 18. What was wild to me is that he was even making some of those on the back nine. The little four-foot testers he was having, he made a bunch of those yesterday. they didn't look good. Hell no, they didn't look good. (laughs) I mean... You knew it was going to catch up to him eventually. And the the 10-footer or whatever it was that he had to make... You just knew. Oh, it I wasn't mean, even close. Just, you just knew. Eight feet, four inches. Yeah. Are you talking about regulation or playoff? Regulation. Okay, yeah. regulation. And playoff, playoff, playoff was longer. Playoff was like 12 feet probably. Yeah. And then he sniffed the hole. Oh, no, he pulled it. You could tell he pulled it right off the face. <sighs> Brutal. I mean, Willie Z should be a top 10 player in the world the way he hits the golf ball. He might end up being one, even without Babbitt. I know, yeah. I know. He, he, here's so, my question. He's such a good ball striker, and he was such a good pick. And <laughs> Luke List, are, are Luke you? List, of all people, he would be last on the list. Luke List is a certified winner. I mean, not on the PGA Tour, and not really much as a professional. And he's 37, and this is, is his first win. Yeah, you're right. No, it should have been Will Zalatoris. But <sighs> congratulations to Luke List, man. Lifetime, lifetime fans here, me and Taylor. Lifetime fans. One of the most ridiculous things I'd ever, I've ever seen in my entire life. So when we're flying, I'm just seeing, looking at the thing, Willie Z's just going up and up the leaderboard. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Once, once again, most pick guy going to win when I You guys I don't didn't have- tell me at all, by the way, during the flight. That Willie Z was playing sweet. Well, I didn't want to talk to you. No, it, it was. It, <laughs> well, we, we had to worry about if we had enough, or we had less fuel. The one time you need to worry about not having enough fuel. That's a good in a, point. In an aircraft. I didn't want to talk to anybody. No, it, it was so bad. <laughs> I so, just want to be home. So the most ridiculous thing I, I've ever seen here it is. That Saturday round, my man Willie Z, not my man, Sam's man, shoots sixty-five, seven under. So Friday round. Friday round. Sorry, sorry, you're exactly right. Good third round. He lost .35 strokes putting and, and shot seven under at Tory South because he gained 3.69 strokes approach to green. Nice. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The way he hit the ball on Saturday, pardon me, on Friday, that's easy to do. Uh, on Friday. <laughs> it's so weird. It, it was, and he capped it all off. You know, Thursday, he opens his round with an eagle on the north side. He then proceeds to play really pretty below average golf for the next 16 holes. He plays the next 16 at even on the north side, which isn't that good. And then he holes out from like 70 yards on his last hole of the day on Thursday. <laughs> Gosh, dang. And then he shoots the 65. So much easier than putting. <laughs> so much. Then he hold out on, on uh, Friday on yep. the second hole. Yep. And, and by the way, it wasn't just that Sam had him. Or one of them pulled that has 125-ish roughly people in it. 25 picked Zalatoris this week. Explain that, how far I jumped up. 
Uh, that's why Taylor and I are lifelong Luke, Luke List fans because he saved us from an extra 25 people getting an extra 533K. But even with the second, it was still big. So yeah, if we go look. 17, is that what you said, Colvin? If we go look at the standings here, Sam Humphreys, you jumped from 122nd to 37th. Let's go. Moving day. Yeah. And I fell from 17th. <laughs> I fell from 17 to 52. Oh. Brutal. Ooh. Brutal. I don't even know where, where Tito's at. I'm, DF, I'm DFL. No, you're I, not. No, I, I'm like 10 spots away. You I, are. I've made more money in the last two weeks than my one and done picks up. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much. You, I fell from, you fell from 97th to 110th. That's not bad. That's not. Uh, it's not good. Long season. The thing hey, about hey, hey, legit. How, what does first place have right now? First place right now has 2.2 million. And oh, 127th <laughs> Dude, has I, 200K. So 127th is 2 million behind first with 28 events left. Hey, you picked the winner at the players. I'm, you're leading by 1.7 million. I know obviously more people have money, but it's just the, saying right. it's a long season. The right. thing about Zalatoris is I can completely relate to how he feels because <laughs> I, I play golf like that. Well, not <laughs> quite like the ball striking, not even close. Did you write your name that bad at your worst with putting? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> My name's just not quite as long. <laughs> See, I've had the yips before on the greens. It was, uh, dude, it, it only happens, like I said, when you have high expectations that you should make this putt. And the thing that scares you is after this putt, you can't make it back up. And so that's why, that's why, like, inside of 10 feet, he should make it and he can't make it back up. And that's when we see the, the cursive. Yeah, so can I just say how <laughs> mighty, mighty disappointed I am in my man Brant Snedeker, who has made the cut at this event every year except one for like the last decade and a half. And he didn't even sniff the cut, fellas. I didn't even have to sweat it on Thursday. There was no chance he was making the cut. Just really killed me in the one and done this week, especially since I said on the show – when we recorded the show last Tuesday from Hooters, I said, at one point today I had Rom, at one point today I had Day, I, I decided on Snedeker. <laughs> Rom and Day, T3. Snedeker, I think, But I think if, if people used Rom, that's a waste. Um, let me, what was the payout? What did you get for third? Or for, the for T3? Third. There was three guys, T3. Who did you have, T3? It probably would have oh, been 400K. Oh, yeah, let me just go ahead, I'll just go ahead and get, get on it. You talk about someone who plays well here, you think you're Snedeker. 445. Feeding on his worst finisher is like 22nd until this year. We were massively like, <laughs> let down this week, Taylor. We, oh, we were massively let down by our guys. You talk about let down. I was the one that was let down. No, you, 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 you were 817,000. Me and Taylor <laughs> were zero. Uh, I will say this. I'm glad I picked Ricky two weeks ago instead of this week. Six under on the first day, then, oh doesn't, my he, God. then doesn't even sniff the cut. Yeah, I mean, with he shot six under on the first day. At one point, he was seven under. With like five holes left on Thursday, he had no chance to make the cut. It's just wild. He just he did that a couple times last year too, where he had a low Thursday and then a mid to high seventies Friday. And it's like clearly there's still some good golf in there, but he just can't piece it together for for multiple rounds. It's it's wild, man. I don't know. Spieth kind of went through the same thing for a while. Maybe it'll kind of go the same way. But everybody's wanting to see the Fowler come back. How about the day comeback? He I mean, I'm, it. I'm all in on the Jason Day comeback. I would love to see him start playing some good golf again, so it's more funny to make fun of him. Uh, Who, Jason Day? Yeah. Because right now, I mean... I love after, Jason Day. Do you not like Jason Day? He just has... Well, I could... <laughs> he has a bunch of injuries that aren't maybe necessarily injuries. 
I don't know. With the, ver- with the vertigo and all that stuff, all that. I mean, vertigo's the real deal. Dude, He would, that was the most annoying thing ever. And Jason Day, you know, with all the, oh, my back hurt. It seems like every time he plays bad, it's an injury, and it's just like. I completely disagree. I, I he can't was on top, stand Jason Day. He was on top of the golfing world before his injuries. He won seven times in less than 300 days. 2015 was one of the best years anyone's ever had. Major, major players, two WGCs, I think, match play, and he Bridgestone. Won a playoff event, too. Won a playoff event. Maybe it was an two. unreal stretch of golf. But you know what had me shook on Saturday? And, I mean, it had me shook. Dash Day is definitely taller than I am. <laughs> Dude, How fast did he grow? Massive. Dash Day is a... <laughs> He's a mammoth kid. When, hey, when he He's made huge. that putt, if you didn't know the scoreboard, you would have thought that Jason Day won the tournament. Because yeah. they panned to Dash Day, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Dash Day. Dash, Lucy, and what are the other kids? Don't they have two more now? Dude, I don't, dude, I don't remember the other getting, names. The days were getting after it, man. Maybe that's why his back was hurting. That's exactly what I was. about to say, was. we're going to hear about a growing injury soon. <laughs> How about this, guys? I want to ask you about... Just, did you say growing? Yeah, it's growing. <laughs> what? We're, we're not very good at pronouncing words today. So, you could theoretically get a growing injury <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> then why are you trying to build rapport with people? <laughs> Colby says, in. <laughs> And Rathport. <laughs> That's a chicken shape thing. <laughs> and. At first I thought Ms. you actually. Davis, give me an and. Uh, at first I thought you actually said growing. And then I realized that you meant groin and you just pronounced it growing. It's G-R-O-I-N. Groin. Growing. It's a groin injury. <laughs> Can I ask y'all a golf question? Dude, if he really does, that would be No, here. no golf questions, Tyler. <laughs> No, no golf questions. Yes, ask us a golf question, please. John Rahm lost by one stroke, and he lost .88 strokes around the green. How bad is that chipping? Oh, man, that's brutal. By the way, can, I, can we just say it? It's okay to say this out loud at this point, I feel like. John Rahm has a serious knack for not winning golf tournaments. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be COVID taking him out. It can be him not finishing at the end. It, the man just besides he, he wasn't going to win at Tory again. He's a he's a day late and a dollar short. I know, but it's just that the the odds of him winning again at Tory. Whoa! I think I'm almost to the point where it's like he was. Yeah, Rom's to- Rom's the most consistent player in the world. But Morikawa's the best player in the world. I, I need a guy who, when he's in contention, he's going to go pedal to the medal and go win the golf tournament on the back nine on Sunday. And for whatever reason, Rom is he's so good, man. I can't even fathom how you can be that good. And, I mean, really not win golf tournament. He's won, what, one time in the last 15 months? I know Memorial was fluky, but that would still only be twice in the last 15 months for a guy that good. I, that just doesn't really make sense to me. Rom's the best player in the world. He uh, still give, is. Give me Morikawa. I, I want a guy who's going to win the golf tournament. I think we know who the best player is if a tournament's not held in America. Oh, my God. Victor Are Hovland. you kidding me? Number three in the world now. Speaking of Rahm and Morikawa. Three times last three months by Hovland, right? Mayakoba, hero. Let me, yeah. let me pull it up. I got the yes. world rankings here. I mean, the hero. I don't have to scroll far to get down to three. Um, yeah, he won his the last five starts. Well, he won the, do you count the hero? Yeah. He won the hero. Yeah, okay, count so the hero. Yeah. Read off his last five starts. Um. Uh, tournament here in Dubai, uh, first. Uh, Abu Dhabi, T4. Uh, Century Tournament was T30 in a field of 38 people, so that wasn't very good. Uh, Hero won, and uh, Worldwide Technology Mayakoba finished first. Wow. 
pretty, pretty first, fourth, thirtieth, but guaranteed check. Uh, first, first, pretty damn good. So good. Number and by the way, three in the world, number three in the world. By the way, here's uh, let me find my stat. How my stat? And I lost it. It is an unreal stat about the top three players in the world. So here we go. World number one has won one time in the last fifteen months. World number two. Ranks 205th in putting out of 230 PGA Tour players since the start of the 21 season. And world number three has never won a professional event in the United States. That is amazing. You you know the first thing that came to my mind when you said that? And this probably happened to the end of time. Hit me. Just shows how good Tiger was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everything shows how good Tiger was. Those are the first top three players in the world, and they all have a significant flaw. Yeah. What's Rom's significant flaw? Not winning golf tournaments. He doesn't have any flaws. Rom, well, Rom's well, significant the ability flaw. to win a tournament is a flaw. That's yeah. not, he's he won a major last year. I, I'm just saying it. Okay, look at the century when he's coming down with Cam <laughs> it's Smith. Not look, like look, Rom's look. a choker. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if Tiger's in, that's what I'm just saying. Why he's so good? John Rom's like you said, number one player in the world. I agree with that. Tiger would have won those tournaments. That's the point I'm trying to oh, make. Oh well, yeah, but if we're trying to compare him to Tiger, but no, he, I, I, but he was just making the point. The Tiger curve. Is not even on the same graph. It's just no. it's, it's, that's uh, when the first thing that came to my mind when you read that off was like those are the top three players in the world. And I will t- say Tiger that never had any. The competition is much much harder now than when Tiger played. I, he still would have won pretty close. I agree. Amount. No, I'm not saying he wouldn't have won, but yeah, I'm just, saying that the parity is a lot well, different. My, my only point on Rom is a lot of times whenever we see guys get to number one in the world, we see it like what Rory did, where Rory was just dominant, winning. You, right. you know, every fourth time he teed it up. DJ, Spieth, kinda, yeah. DJ, day seven wins in 295 days. Yep. And I feel like Rom has played the best stretch of golf of his career over these last 15 months. He's been unbelievable, and the trophies for whatever reason. Don't align, and and yes, the memorial was one fluky thing. That's still twice in fifteen now, months. Can you pick out a certain choke by Rom though? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about like a a choke per se. It's just you know not making the putts on the back nine that that when you golf tournaments. It's it's just he's come up one or two shots short so many times. And it's really hard to figure it out because we're so used to whoever dominates and gets to number one hoisting four or five trophies a year. And and this is small sample size, but, I mean, you look at it right here. He's 85th on the tour in final round scoring average this year. I mean, number one player in the world. Yeah, a little Probably bit of a small sample small size. Do you have what he was last year? Uh, I will find it real quick. Yeah, find what it was last year. But, like, my point. So, put his resume next to Justin Thomas's resume. They're the same age. JT has a way better resume. Yeah, but I'd take Rom any day of the week over JT. I mean, currently, yes. When JT was playing at his peak, it would have been JT. And, and who knows? It might flip-flop. Two years from now, JT might be on a heater, and Rom might be in a slump. Rom was tied six last year. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. And and I don't know. Maybe it's just some guy goes out and does something stupid. Like like Cam at Century. Like, that's right. not really Rom's fault, but it was just, for some reason, it's another tournament where he's one shot short. I don't really know why. I think most of the time it's just guys playing a little bit better on Sunday. It's just making an extra putt here or there at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. An extra 15 foot. It just shows how <clears throat> shows how hard golf is, how hard it is to win. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt yeah. about that. By the way, real quick, before we move on from the Farmers, and we're about to, how epic was the playoff that their golf balls were nearly touching in the bunker? <laughs> and how freaking good was the layup that Luke List hit out of that lie up against the lip? Look, I, I have to rant for a second, guys. There is never a situation where you should hit a six iron or less and your ball plugs in a bunker. Never. That should never happen. I don't care what happens. That should not. That should never happen. That, that's faulty course design. That should not happen. Ever. Ever. 
I mean, if the sand is soft and you balloon it, though, what, what if you balloon it? That's my question. A driver? A balloon driver is coming almost straight down. Well, the, the difference is that if... That's what I'm talking about with course design because, like you're talking about, if it's wet, the, fir- the sand's going to be firmer. So that's not going to happen. So then there's there's not a layer... There's too much sand in there, if that's the case. Okay. So, I mean, there might have been too much sand in that bunker. I, I mean, if it's not wet, do you ever balloon a driver and it doesn't roll? There's no tour player that does that. Not really. No. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a I, I just pretty think, big first hop, but then it's not going to roll that much. I just think looking at right where List Ball landed in that bunker, slide up slope, it was right by the lip, so I think that they had probably pulled more sand up to make sure that there was sand around the edges of the bunker. I mean, it was just bad luck, I think, that it landed so close to the lip right in the soft spot because if it had landed somewhere else, and, and I don't even know, did Zalatoris' ball end up where it landed or did it roll to where it was? I don't I don't even remember. It rolled. It rolled to where it was. I mean, I, mean, here's, I just think it's bad luck, T-Dub. I mean... Well, so here's my point. So you talk about they shoved up so much sand up by the lips to get sand in the bunkers. Well, you play all, all the great golf courses I've ever played. When you hit it into a lip of a bunker, it, unless it's a greenside bunker with a wedge, it doesn't plug. It rolls back down. And it, it may roll to an upslope. And that's what I talk about course design. I think it was a, I think it's a flaw in the design. It almost cost them the tournament. I just don't think that that slope was steep enough. I, I don't know. I think it was just the perfect storm. I, I wish I, it would have been plugged deeper. I would agree that <laughs> I, would, I would agree that a ball should almost never plug with a driver. But I think that there are certain times where you're just going to get unlucky and it's going to land in the perfect little slope that isn't steep enough for it to roll off of. And there's just ever slightly too much sand in that one spot. Also, that's a popular spot for drives. I mean, how do we know it was course set up and it wasn't a caddy who was trying to make sure that he pulled a little extra sand up toward the front of the bunker? Very well could have been. T-Dub, you want to tell the people speaking before we get off Hovland and Morikawa what the bet is? Okay, so... Oh, God. So... We were at the airport, and while we're this was before we had to get on and wait for him to take off the thousand pounds of fuel. This was during the layover at Dallas. So I don't I don't even know how it got started. It's just one of those random rants about who's better, who's going to win more. And Sam's Sam spits off and says he thinks Hovland's going to win three times this year. Pretty good call. Um, but then Colby comes on. This and was says, before Hovland won. This was th- this this was yes. And, this was Friday. And we also distinguished that. Uh, DP World Tour events don't count. It has to be PGA Tour. Yep. In this count, so I'll get to that. They're talking about who's going to win three times throughout the season. And my man Sam goes with Hovland. My man Colby goes with Morikawa. He didn't you debate between Morikawa Rom and, and Morikawa? Yeah, either, basically either I was going to take Rom and Sam was going to take Morikawa or I was going to take Morikawa and he was going to take Hovland. So either way, we were both going to have two, one of the top three players yeah. in the world. Uh, so I ended up with Morikawa. He ended up with Hovland. And I don't remember how it started, but then we determined that DP World Tour events weren't going to count. For a reason. Yeah, Because I mean, the bet is pretty pretty substantial. The bet's pretty <laughs> substantial. So basically, it's one of those deals where we wanted to make a bet because we're both degenerates and we wanted to have action. But also, neither one, like, we fully expect to tie this bet. Yes. Like, it both, needs to be easy to tie this bet. Yes. Like, basically, if, if one of us were to win and lose this bet, it would be because one of these golfers did something epic. So it's not for the season. Morikawa or Hovland have to win three times between now and June 1st on the PGA Tour, includes WGCs and majors, three times between now and June 1st. And if one of them does... The stakes are high. The stakes are high because we didn't bet money. Nope. 
Didn't bet Cane's pizza. Nope. That's what nope. it usually nope. is. Mm-mm. I was expected some of that, so. We bet experiences. Physical so, experiences. So, I'll save the best one for last. So, if <laughs> if, if Hovland, or I'm sorry, if Morikawa wins three times, uh, Sam has to host Colby at National, and Sam has to use a push cart while Colby rides. Yes. Which, it, which, <laughs> which, which I understand is like Sam's hell. It truly is. So, yes. I, so I mean, this is brutal. So, we got to get something fairly comparable to Colby. Well, for anyone who's listening to the show, Col- we all know Colby. He's going to expect to have a baby in, in April. It's supposed to be Masters Week, but we're tinkering around that. We're going to make sure that doesn't happen. So we get to on the topic of breast milk for whatever reason. I don't know how it started. I truly don't. And Cole was talking about how, how nasty it would be. You don't even like milk in general, do you? I don't. I only drink chocolate milk. I don't even drink white milk. So we get on. The, so he doesn't like milk. So he definitely doesn't like 2% milk. So then we go to breast milk, and it's like, well, if Bob wins three times a year, Colby's got to drink a shot of breast milk. Of, of, of his wife's breast milk, let's put this in context. And apparently, there was some confusion there between all parties, apparently. Hey, I, t- I told my wife what the bell was. I told my wife what the bell was, and she goes, my breast milk? And I said, no, I'm going to get some off the black market. <laughs> where, where do you think I'm getting it? It is, uh, honestly, it's one of those bets that seems like a good idea when you're running on no sleep, and you're in the middle of an airport, and you're bored. And then you think about it. The next day, as you're just terribly, terribly ill, and I was so sick Saturday. <laughs> Hovland goes on to win, so he's in good form. And I'm like, Hovland is just on a ridiculous heater. The only thing that gives me any little bit of solace is that the overwhelming majority of tour events are played in the United States. That's a good point. It's the only but thing that gives me solace. That, that should, but the whole point was to make it easy to tie. Yes. So if neither We're- one of these guys wins three times. By the way... The last event that they'll play all together before June 1st is the PGA Championship, which we will be at. So we were talking about this. The most most epic scenario would be that they've each won twice by then, and then those two go into a playoff at Southern, and we're there and watching it in person. Well, you know what's funny about that, too, is that, you know, think about it, because Hovland just won, obviously, so he'd have to win three more times. If they both win twice before that, and that playoff, let's just say it does happen by some grace of God, they'd be playing for number one player in the world. Oh, absolutely. But they it, wouldn't be more nervous than Colby. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I would be so nervous. If I lose this bet, if I lose this bet, I'm going to have to go get a professional teeth cleaning from our good friends at Ring Family Dentistry. <laughs> Ring Family Dentistry will get you taken care of. Has it just been a while since you've been to the dentist? Did you lose an idiotic bet to one of your buddies? Go see our friends at Ring Family Dentistry. Your mouth will be feeling fresh on the way out. They've got it all. Implants, clear aligner, orthodontics, you want it. They've got it. All decisions made by the patient uh, while a some dentists can overtreat. Is their philosophy that patients in their office should only have done what they absolutely need? If they can't show why treatment is needed, they will not prescribe it. We explain our opinion, answer any questions, and ultimately leave all decisions to the patient. Colby. Yes, sir. Sunday wasn't the only, I mean, Saturday wasn't the only golf that we had at Torrey Pines. We had some on Sunday. It was not. So, Sunday, so it was moved up from uh, Saturday finish, Sunday finish to Saturday finish, the Farmers was, to get away from the AFC Championship, which which CBS has. I know some people were probably thinking, well, why haven't they ever done this before? Well, they never needed to. The NFL moved everything back a week when they changed it from a 17-week to an 18-week season. So, now the Farmers and the AFC Championship contradict. Same broadcast, same te- same television Company has rights to both broadcasts. Farmers gets moved up a day. So they put the APGA Farmers Insurance Invitational on Sunday. I didn't really plan on watching it because football was going to be on. But since I was sick on Saturday, I had taken the extra TV into the living room. I had the two TVs set up going. So while I was watching football yesterday, 
I went ahead and just threw the APGA up on mute on the right side. First thing I, no- I noticed, one of the guys that we interviewed last week in Orlando, uh, Claude from Baldhead Blues, yep. the guy who won, Baldhead Blues. Big really? Baldhead Blues logos on his shirt. So, shout out to Claude, getting a lot of publicity yesterday on the Golf Channel. Uh, and then... Yeah, just watch the back nine at Torrey. It's an awesome golf course. It's pretty good golf. One under won the tournament. Even finished second. They were tied going to the 18th hole. Uh, and the guy who won actually got mega lucky on 18. He blew his tee shot right of the fairway bunker. The fairway bunker that Liston Zalatoris were in. He blew his tee shot like 30 yards right of that fairway bunker. He had cart path issues, so he got to take a drop uh, off the cart path. He was able to drop it in an area where... Everything was very matted down. He gets a perfect lie. From where he's at, he's far enough back of the trees. He's able to take a three-wood over the trees into the greenside bunker, gets it up and down, and ends up winning it. Uh, But all in all, it was a pretty good tournament, and uh, the Farmers is going to be Wednesday through Saturday moving forward as long as CBS has the contract for both that and the AFC Championship. So I would expect this to kind of become a regular thing. Limited field, it... Look, it certainly wasn't PGA Tour level golf, but I mean, all the guys out there are Corn Ferry members or Latino American members or Form Tour members, and it was good golf. And remind me of the two guys' names again that were battling it out. Uh, Patrick Newcomb won, and then O'Neill was the guy who came in second. Tim O'Neill, I think. Yeah. He, I, I want to say he Tim. Pl- he's played on the Latin and Corn Ferry Tour for like 20 years. Okay. Really good player. Okay. Um, so here's my. I was watching the Chiefs choke. Here's my boy. That was, God bless. Um,. Here's the point I want to make about this. It's like anytime we can have more ways to watch golf, the better. And you know, I look at I look at the way this tournament's played, and just kind of the I, I looked up a few of the guys who were up at the top of their resumes and all that, and it's like to me, it reminds me of just sort of like the Oklahoma Open in a sense. It's like those type of players that are playing in it. So my it's, pe- it's grinders. Yes, it's my, lifelong grinders so, mostly. So my petition is. Let's get some camera crews out the Oklahoma Open. Let's get some camera crews at the Texas State Open. Let's get some camera crews at the California, the Florida Open. Let's get some at these state amateurs. I mean, there's great golf all over the place. Let's watch it. That's the, my opinion. And on what it. does the winner get? The more golf we can cover, the so better. Thirty k. What did Newcomb um, get? Thirty k. But this was one of the bigger. Does he uh, get person. an exemption into a PGA tournament? No, he gets an exemption into a Corn Ferry event, but he's already a Corn Ferry member. Okay. So, but I don't know what his Corn Ferry status was because gotcha. you know conditional status, permanent yeah. status. You get to set your own schedule. Who knows? Uh, but he gets an exemption into one Corn Ferry event that truly I don't know if he already would have been exempt into. Yeah, he finished uh, the only tournament he's played so far in, in a year. He finished 40th. That's Bahamas. So he's got some status, but like you said, I don't know how much it is. Right. It's probably just kind of like middling status. But but here's my point is, you know, if they play this at, I don't know, random course in Wyoming. I don't have that much interest in watching. Right. But they played at Tory The day after. Well, I want to watch to see Tory, And it was set up the exact same. They played the same tees, same pen placements. They yeah. didn't move any of the pins. They didn't move any of the tees. And that, this is what I've said for a long time about the LPGA Tour. I so wish that we could get more LPGA events on some of the traditional PGA courses. I mean, Riviera, Tory, and stuff. Seeing the women out there. Because, I mean, yesterday I was watching that APGA. But... Again, if it was just some no-name course I didn't know anything about, I probably wouldn't have even turned it on. But it was at Torrey. And, man, I love me some Torrey. Watching those guys play the 13th hole, it's just, to, to me, it truly illustrated the difference between, you know, really good professional grinders, guys on the Corn Ferry and Latino America. I mean, these guys are a lot better than just, you know, your, your average golfer. And the level from those guys to the best guys on the PGA Tour, I mean, laying it up on number 13 and then trying to hit that green from the layup spot, those guys yesterday were seriously struggling with that third shot into 13. It's just, 
and it, it's wild. But it's not like these guys in this tournament were the best on the Corn Ferry Tour. They, they're no, not no. even in the top half of the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour. Right. Yeah. I, I, that's, it, why, that's why I compared it to basically a state yeah, open. Yeah. And, and a lot of them and are like Latino America. Have better players. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are Latino America status, uh, form tour status, stuff like that. But uh, it was cool to see it at Tory, and it sounds like it's going to be an annual thing moving forward. Speaking of the LPGA, Lydia Ko, 17 wins, not yet 25 years old. I mean, that's baller status from Lydia Ko. 25, not, not, not even she, 25. She's 24. She's 24. She's won 17 times. And she, oh my and gosh. she went through a, a small slump for a while, too. Uh, like this, a, is the, this is the first season in which she has multiple wins since 15, 16. And she's won are you seven. serious? Yes. She, that she was had, six years ago. Because she won so much early in her, her career, and then she had a few years where she'd win like once and then go away. Uh, also of note, no longer on uh, under contract with PSG. Really? So, yeah, just kind of interesting little note there. I saw the putt where Danielle King took uh, longer than it took the club pro guy. Club pro half guy. a mile. They, they ran, half a mile, ran half a mile. In yeah. the time that it took her to hit an eight-foot putt. What, was like a minute 45 or something? Minute 40? It, it was, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. And, you know, so I, I want to ask you guys about this. I, I got one more thing I want to ask you about, about Dubai, but I'll say that for a second. And so what a lot of people were talking about with that video was that uh, – the implementation of a shot clock would be good for golf. And that's what I've been saying this whole time. And I, I, don't, I don't understand why that's so hard to do, especially at the tour level. I don't either. You, I mean, look, there is no shortage of volunteers for, for golf at that level. Like, people want to volunteer. People want to be on the course. People want to be out there, get yep. the free rounds of the course, everything. I mean, one more volunteer per group to walk around with a clock. Okay, when it's your turn to putt, we press the button. And, I, I mean, you can make it 60 seconds if you want to. Like, there's no, nothing wrong with taking 60 seconds to hit a putt. But we start taking two, three minutes to hit four footers. I mean, that starts to really the, slow up the play. The gray area is when do you start it? Well, you know, in my comparison was is like, like when you start a, the play clock for an NFL game, like it's slightly random every time, isn't it? It's supposed to be whenever they mark the ball or the post or whatever it is. But it's slightly <laughs> variable. I mean, you see it sometimes where they come on and it shows 25 seconds or whatever. So it's like... I think after a, few, a little bit, they would get past that. Like, to me, if you're, let's say you're the first person to putt on the green. You've got a 40-footer, your opponent, your player partners are inside you. You're the first person to putt with a 40-footer. Maybe the first person to putt gets two minutes for their 40-footer because by the time you walk around that and guys read it from both sides of the hole and stuff, it's a lot longer distance to walk. You're the first person to go, so you're fixing your ball mark. You're doing all that. Give them two minutes because you're the first person. Okay, next person to putt, you get a minute and a half. Third person to putt, you get 60 seconds. And you just start the clock once the other person goes up. Like, the first person putts, once that first person has either marked their ball or finished, you start the clock on the next person. Once that person has marked their ball or finished, you start the clock on the next person, and so on and so forth. And then uh, for any second or third putts on greens, you don't get more than a minute. I completely agree with that. That's what it has yeah. to be because, the first, like you said, the first person needs to take longer than, than the next person. I and think you could see just a travesty happen with this though. Like there's so many different things that can happen in golf. Like, yeah, that's fine. I'm putting right. But like, imagine you're behind a tree and need to take more time. You know, and I would say you have to have, like, for example, if you call in a rules official, you'd have to essentially reset or pause it. And do you have to call timeout like that? I, 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 think I, I just, I, my, my thought was that you, you don't get stroked the first time you go over. Like you either get stroked if you go like 15 seconds too much or you, Go over a, like two seconds, like five times in a row. Yeah, but or, what I'm saying is sometimes some shots you got to walk up the hill, see where the 
pin is. We're not like, talking about just, shots. I'm just well, talking about putting. I'm just talking about putting. Well, I think it should be the same in shots, too. Okay, well, then, then what would be wrong with, like, giving one extension per nine? You get one extension per nine. I mean, yeah, I, and it's one of those things. I don't even think you'd have to announce it. It's just you, you know it, and then you just don't get stroked on it. Like I said, if you do it once or twice, it shouldn't happen. But if you're Kevin Na and you're doing it every single shot, you know, come on, guys. Let's just add, let's add up here. Two I just questions. think they need to put people on the clock sooner and not full groups on the clock. That, that's the big problem is that they do all groups. And then at that point, at least the way it used to be was like if a group's get it could be one player's fault the whole day. Then you get put on the clock. And then the other person who hasn't done the damn thing wrong all day yep. does something wrong. They get stroked. It's so completely asinine. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Speaking of, we were talking about the APGA. Uh, we also need to talk a little college golf. J.R. Smith signed the first ever NIL deal for a former professional athlete. Shout out J.R. Smith, man. Living the life. I mean, aside from the homework. But aside from the homework, <laughs> living the life. Uh, playing golf at NCA and T got an NIL deal. I mean, good for him. That's not bad for retirement. I don't even know who signed him to the NIL deal. That is a pretty good way to retire, by the way. Go back to school, get your degree, play a little golf in the process. I wonder how many tournaments he'll be a part of this spring. I would guess a few. He wasn't. I mean, he was fine at that tournament they played in in the fall. I mean, he wasn't good. No, he was. That's why I said fine. He was yeah. just. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, probably good enough to make. You know, their team. He didn't but, finish. I don't think he finished last in the tournament he competed in the fall. No, but their team's just not very good. So, I think right. he'll have a good chance to make the team. It says that he's uh, the representation is through Excel Sports, whatever that is. Okay. Let's look it up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, while you're looking that up, did you guys like Brooks's hair? No. God, no. How fun, funny fun was fact, that? Fun fact. Brooks Kepka has never made a cut as a bleach blonde. <laughs> has never. How long will that streak go on? He's I say a, I say infinity tournaments. He's a genius as far as PIP goes. Says it's a sports management company. He knew that people would just be tweeting out pictures of Brooks Kepka's new hair. He did. And that's why he did it. He did. That's uh boy. Is it worth your hair when you've already got that much money? Is yes. it worth your whole look? Because he looks so bad. It's so bad. Jenna had to approve it, right? Jenna had to it, approve I it. I think it might have been Jenna's idea. Maybe it was. I don't know. I mean, none and of at us. At that point, you can't really say no. I mean, know? nobody's changing their hair. They're, like, drastically changing their hair without the approval of the spouse. I just want to know, how, like, how, the, how did it come up? Like, was Brooks just like, hey, I want to bleach my hair? Or Jenna was like, you know what would be really cool? If you had blonde hair. Like, I mean, how did it start? I, I, I will say this, though. I went on record last week with the two of you, and I'll do it now on air. Brooks Kepka will not win a tournament until he goes back. He will not win a tournament as a bleach blonde. I refuse to believe that we live in a world <laughs> where white-haired Brooks Kepka <laughs> is accepting a trophy. I, I, I tend to agree. I, I kind of liked it when he did it just because it's different, and I like when golfers go Hollywood a little bit because golf needs that. But Oh, it, his persona is definitely good for golf. That hair is just brutal. It, it doesn't look good. It's just... It looks like it, you know what it looks like. It looks like a washed-up Jinx quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's so good. He really does. It looks like a seventeen-year-old who him and his buddies are going to state, and they decided to throw a ton of bleach into their hair like idiots. If you're a seventeen-year-old listening to this, hair, to this, I mean, hey. He's if you want to golf with his buddies, if you, if you want some team Still camaraderie, if you want some team camaraderie, go ahead. I highly don't recommend dyeing your hair bleach blonde to go to the state tournament. <laughs> but hey, you do you. 
He should have uh, Kepka should have went with the mohawk too, with a sideways mohawk. He should have gone with the, He did have it trimmed down nice and clean behind the hat because until he took the hat off, it was just speculation. There were kind of some zoomed in. You know, Kyle Porter's tweeting his stuff out. Is is Brooks blonde? <laughs> sure is. I mean, if I made my hair that color, I'd cut it off and wear a hat too. How about the video that he took of himself getting his right. hair dyed, and then he just stuck his tongue out at the end, uh-huh. just just. All right, Tyler, before we get out of here, you said you had something else from Dubai? So, we got to talk about this, guys. How long is our man Rory going to struggle in final rounds or down the stretch? Uh, I mean, the limit does not exist. We're going – how long has it been now? Five years? Five years we've been dealing with the Rory Sunday woes? I don't know. That's top of my head, but it that's right, about what it feels like. Let's play a little game here, guys. So, this, this is 2021 because, like I said, we did it with Romer. There's small sample size, but – I want y'all to list off what, what y'all think Rory's stroke average was. Where did it rank on tour? You know, was he first? Was he 20th? Was he 30th? Whatever. Where did he rank in overall scoring average? And then where did he rank in final round scoring average? Overall scoring overall average? Overall including the fourth round or just yeah, the yeah, first it, three the rounds? Yeah, the scoring average includes every round. Okay. Overall, I'm going to say that he ranked 13th in scoring average. Sam? I might even go a little higher. I'd, I'd say 8th. 16th. 16th, okay. Then I think in the final round, he ranked 169th in scoring average. I'll say 92nd. Let's see here. I had my spot and I lost it. Have uh, my stat and I lost it. 76. And I lost. 76. Okay, so we, 60, we, we 60, way over-evaluated. 60 but. spots worse, though, in the final round. And how about the shot he hit in 18 yesterday? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Wolf. By the way, for those of you who didn't hey. see it, par 5. Three wood or five wood, going and for it. It looked like he was in between clubs and tried to hit a big fade, and he did fade it. Oh, he! We're talking about balloons. He straight <laughs> up ballooned it right in the middle of the pond. And he was only like five yards short, too, or like yeah. ten yards short. I mean, yeah, you know, it looked like it was going to, and he had like fifty yards right too. But but, but and, I mean, a good swing there wins him the golf tournament, and, and a bad swing loses the golf tournament. To put it in perspective, Parry's in the playoff. Birdie wins. Yeah, and he's going four and two on the par five. I mean, all, all he's got to do there. All he's got, that shot just has to come up dry. If that shot comes up dry, the worst case scenario that exists is that he gets in the playoff with a par because he doesn't get up and down. I mean, get it up and in, win the golf tournament, and all of a sudden we're talking about Rory McIlroy being back on the ascent instead of Victor Hovland three times in three months, third player in the world. I still think Rory wins a major this year. I don't. I want him to. I see. I, he's, he's right it. there. He's, I want him to. He's got to. The more times he puts himself there, he's going to win eventually. You know, honestly, I think that for Rory to win a major, I think he's going to have to backdoor it. You think so? I don't think he'll be able to go out in the final. I think if he does, he'll have to be but in the final group. Most and then of his majors, through. all of his majors, he's won going away. That was a different Rory, though, man. Well, that was a very different uh, Rory. PGA didn't. He won't PGA didn't. That, in the dark. At Kiowa? No, no, no. no at at uh, Valhalla. Oh, Valhalla. In you're, the right, dark. you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. But yeah, no, he congressionally won, won going away. Um, Kiowa, you won't go away. One by eight both those times, then one by four, I think, at Liverpool. Yes. So. Yeah, one by four at Liverpool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird that he he can't close. And that shot coming up in the water was brutal. Like I said, par. And, and I want to put it in perspective, too. A lot of people didn't didn't see it. He he bogeyed the 10th hole, too, which is a par five. Yeah. So he bogeyed both par fives on the back to lose by one. That's not that's not Rory. That's, that is really a tough pill to swallow for Rory McIlroy. Boys, did we miss anything today? I'm sure we did. but What a last hard. week it's been for us. And in the game of golf, just awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, I'm just about to go to Brahms and get a little milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do whatever the opposite of that is. I think always getting your push cart ready, Sam. <laughs> I'm not even going to drink chocolate milk for a few weeks until we haven't discussed this in a while so I can stop thinking about it. Dude, imagine having to use a push cart again. That is... <laughs> 
That's what the worst part is. It's not that I'd be riding and he would be walking. Because that's going to be the worst part. I'm going to zoom up to my ball. I promise. On every hole. I don't even know if Oak Tree allows push carts. Well, we'll make a call. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have them listen to this episode and see if we can make an exception. But uh, uh, Do they even allow walkers? But every you hole. You can walk. I don't know if you can use a push cart. Every hole, I'm going to zoom up to my ball. And, like, hit while you're still 100 yards behind me. We talk about least friendly cart path only courses. National might be the least friendly push cart course ever. Good. Those slopes so around, the, hills. So, uh, around the greens, too. That's what's so bad about that's it. The like, one, that's the one where you're pushing the push cart. And, again, audio medium, so people aren't going to be able to see this. But you kind of have to, like, bend down and, like, push up the hill. <laughs> almost like you're doing a Miha body so tech workout. <laughs> so dumb. No, I'm literally... was so bad. I almost want to see that more than the breast milk. I can't believe I'm saying that. And, and then the push cart that I had didn't have a break. Either. Dude, if if more cow does get this, we're gonna get you the worst push cart possible. There's gonna be no brake, big tires. Dude, I mean just I mean, I mean, why would anyone ever use a push cart? Oh Taylor, it makes no sense. You remember the mega old push cart that was like my sister's and then it was mine? It doesn't even have three wheels, it's got two wheels and it That's like how, com- it comes loose on the well, thing, your dude, bag comes loose. The one that I had had two. I think it yeah, I think it's up in my attic. The one come that on, I had come had on, two cow. I'll get up there and find it myself. I mean, well, I'm talking about like a 20-year-old, <laughs> brutally used, barely still works push cart. No, That's we're the way not getting go. no WD-40 on it either. Those wheels are going to squeak. <sighs> Dude, I'm going to lose my man card. I'm going to end up on an Oklahoma men's clinic commercial being like, are you like <laughs> Sam Humphreys and use a push cart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Neither guy teamed it up this week, I don't believe. So, we'll, we'll, we'll be safe for another week. I'm telling you, the first time one of them wins, the nerves are going to set in. The second time one of them wins, if, if we get to a point where Hovland has two wins, like mid-March or are something. Are you like Colby and drink a buttery nipple? <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to the award-winning 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.